Hey, this is Jesse Canton. Man, I am so glad that you took the time to download this podcast. Listen, it's getting ready to be a blessing to you. It is power packed full of wisdom. Listen, as you hear this episode and you maybe you want to be a blessing to this podcast, well, you can hit me up on Cash App. Type in Jesse E. Canty, J-S-S-E, the letter E, C-A-N-T-Y, with the dollar sign, of course. And you can be a blessing. Anything you give will be appreciated. I thank you, and I pray that nothing but God's blessings and his best be upon you. Take care. Hey, this is Jesse Kent with another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? Listen, I want to talk to the people who feel tired, who feel weary, who feel unloved and underappreciated because of your years of looking after others or being there for others, only to be left alone with the feeling like no one is there to look after or check on you. In other words, it feels like you gave out more love than you got back. Well, listen, I want to talk to you on this episode and I want to entitle this one Heavy Hands. Let's go. Yeah, man. Man of wisdom, man of wisdom. From the pulpit to the podcast, from the pulpit to the podcast, to the podcast, yeah. Jesse Canty. Pursuing my destiny, pursuing my destiny, yeah. Tell me, how bad do you want it? Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of How Bad Do You Want It? I'm your host, Jesse E. Canty. And man, I got something to say, and I'm going to get into this thing right now. Let's pray. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, this is a powerful message you have given me. I pray that it cut through everything, God, that needs to be cut and removed so that someone may be encouraged and strengthened by your word. I pray right now, Father, that you use this episode. Take it around the world as you've been doing. And I pray that the Holy Spirit will continue to lead us and guide us. In Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. Listen, I want to say thank you for choosing to download or listen to this episode. This is episode number 173. Yes, it is entitled Heavy Hands. This episode here means a whole lot to me because I took a few extra days and pondered over it and prayed and wanted to make sure that I was being uh, hearing from hearing correctly from God. But uh, because a message like this is very powerful. And it's meant for people who need to be encouraged people who are been been there who've been that bridge listen to this have you ever how many times have you ever god this is good how many times have you ever rode over a bridge in your city maybe the bridge that goes to your house i mean that leads to your to your neighborhood or whatever it is that you drive over every day have you ever even noticed the cracks in the bridge have you ever even noted to notice the cracks in the concrete that goes over that's in the bridge that takes you over to where you gotta go very few people focus on the bridge that takes them over and they don't even see the cracks and they don't even see the chips and they don't even see how the bridge is being worn down because nobody cares about the bridge until the bridge is not there. Do you understand how hard it is to be a bridge that everybody can stand on, but nobody turns around and helps strengthen the bridge? 
Well, I know what it's like. And so I believe somebody who's listening to me, you have been that strength. You have been that, 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 that instrument that God have used in the life of perhaps your family, perhaps of your friends, or maybe your, your environment or whatever, your community. And you have been that strong force that's been there for everybody else. But it came a time that you began to get tired and you struggled to find anybody or any help there that could come back and strengthen you. It's an old saying, and I'm not going to quote it, but I'm going to explain it. It's an old saying that says, no, my very few people uh, actually look to pour back into people who's pouring into somebody else all the time. There are professions, there are people who are in position that where they always looking out for others and they're always giving their everything they have to somebody else. And it's very few times you'll find people that can come back to strengthen them. It's the strong people that people assume that you do not need to be encouraged because you are the one that encouraged the whole family. But they don't think that you yourself sometime gives out and need to be strengthened as well. Or put it like this. We pull up to the gas station and we pump, we pump 40 gallons, we pump 20 gallons, we put 10 gallons, we fill up our tank and we never even think about how much is left in the tank that we're pulling from. We're only concerned when we pull up and see that yellow bag on there that said it's out of order. And then we have the audacity to catch an attitude and, and, and smirk up our face because they ain't got no gas. You mean to tell me all this time you done pulled up to this tank and, and took from this tank and took from this tank and took from this tank. And now you came and realized that the tank is empty and you catch an attitude. Well, we ain't just talking about gas in the tank. We talking about real life. Do you know how many people it is that can keep pulling from you, pulling from you and pulling from you and pulling from you and pulling from you? Then when they come to pull from you and you say, no, I don't have anything else to give you. I need you to give to me. And they catch an attitude because now the caregiver has nobody to give a care for them. That hurts. And as I pondered on this, the Lord began to allow me to begin to comfort me. Yes, I want you to minister on this because it's not just something that is isolated. Many people have hands that have gotten heavy. He took me to Exodus chapter 17. I'm going to read over some things here and I want you to hear this. And there's a story in the scripture pertaining to Moses and it fits the subject perfectly. Listen to this. Exodus chapter 17, I think it started, it starts around verse number eight. I like the whole chapter. It says this, as Joshua fought the Amalekites in the valley of Rephidim, Aaron and Ur went to the top of the hill with Moses. As long as Moses held his hands, as long as Moses held up his hands, the Israelites who was down in the valley would prevail. But whenever Moses lowered his hands, the Amalekites prevailed. Do you get it? So as they went to the Valley of Rephidim. Now, let me just give you something there. The word Rephidim means a resting place. It means support. (laughs) 
So Moses and them went to the valley of Rephidim, a place that Moses himself would realize he needed support. But Moses is the one that was giving to everybody else. But it came a time in Moses' life where now the tables have turned. Moses was standing in the place of support, Rephidim, in the valley, they're trying to do a great work for a great body of people. And the Bible says that Aaron and Ur went to the top of the hill with him. And as long Moses understood this here, that as long as Moses kept his hands up, the people who was with him in the valley, who was with him, but yet standing in the valley and fighting, they would prevail. They would win. But when Moses lowered his hands, the Malachites began to win. The enemies began to win. But there came a time when Moses' hands grew weary. I'm so glad that the Bible said this, that Moses, the strong man of God, who was there for everybody else, who's checking on everybody else, big mama, maybe the father of the house, maybe a pastor, people who's in your community, who's there checking on everybody else. And everybody will eat from that and benefit from that. And everybody's winning because Moses got his hands lifted up. And this is a lot that can preach in this thing, but I'm going to stay on course so I can get this out in 30 minutes. Moses hands himself begin to grow. The Bible says weary, which basically means Moses got tired. Now listen to this. That's enough right there to swallow. That Have you ever thought about it? That the people who have been putting into you, it is possible they themselves can get tired. I don't know why we tend to think people are robots. Love don't come easy. If you ever find somebody who can love and display it and not just say it, they're consistently loving and giving themselves for others over and over and over again. Let me tell you something. I don't care who you are. You are not Superman. You are not the six million dollar man. You are not made of steel. At some point of time, you yourself is going to need to be loved. And you are human. And you can only hold your hands up and try to fight for everybody else and strengthen everybody else and look to the left and make sure they're doing right and look to the right to the point where you give of your substance, to the point where you give of your strength, to the point where you give of your time. Your life don't even matter. You put a back burner to you and those that are with you for somebody else. And it comes a time that you yourself can get weary. You can get tired. Moses hands grew tired and the King James version. I believe it says that Moses hands got heavy. It's a heavy weight being the one that's standing in the gap for somebody else. And the Bible said that Aaron and earth took a stone and put it under Moses and he sat on it. And then Aaron and Ur held up Moses' hands so Israel would prevail. One got on one side and held up his hands and the other got on the other side. 
So they realized that, wait a minute, Moses needs help. The Moses who's caring for somebody else, the caregiver needs to be given and shown some care and love. And if we do not stand there for the caregiver, it will turn around and hurt everyone that the caregiver has been covering. So they stood on each side of him and they lifted up his hands because they understood how it worked. Let's go deep into the story. It's interesting to me how this story paints a picture of the struggles and needs of a caregiver. Although the story is given to us now, it can show us different things and different truths into it. But at the same time, it got a lot of interpretation, but that provides us comfort in the midst of our battles. But Moses represents the caregiver. Don't get that twisted. Moses represents the caregiver. The one who is charged with responsibility to maintain that posture uh, that produces victory for everybody else. And weariness at the same time. So now you look at it and you see how Moses can be the one who produced victory for everybody else. But it also shows you that Moses is not a man of steel. He's a man or he's a woman. He's a human. And it can also display this message also shows us his weariness moment. The one who must watch the battle rage and yet rise above it to do what needs to be done. People can sit back and see what that caregiver go through and pushes themselves for the safety and for the, the peace of somebody else. Moses had a staff in his hand, that staff of God. It represents the weight of the world being pressed on his arms. That caregiver and even itself and nothing else fighting against the caregiver, even nature, gravity will pull harder. It's trying to weaken the one who's standing in the gap for somebody else. Aaron and Irv represents those who walk in relationship with the caregiver. Who is there to care for the caregiver? Who are supposed to be rejoicing when the caregiver rejoices and weep than when the caregiver weep? Who recognize the need of the caregiver when the caregiver is focusing on the need of the people he's giving the care to? And I'm talking about people who can provide support to that caregiver without the caregiver having to ask for it. Although Joshua, he was the one that was fighting out there in the valley now. Understand that Moses was the one that had to fight an intellectual battle, an emotional battle, a spiritual battle. He had to fight that battle of the mind. Moses had to stand in place and lift up his hands. And as he lifted up his hands, everybody else won. Everybody else was winning. But while they was winning, he was laboring. Listen, that reminds me right there. The scripture that says uh, in Hebrews 6 and 10, God is not unjust. He will not forget your work and your labor of love that you have shown him as you have helped his people and continue to help him. So the scripture basically says that, listen here, God sees that that calls it a labor of love. Labor means workers work. So it is hard work showing and being that one who gives love and support to others. And he says, God is so just, he will not forget it. That scripture alone implies that the one who is the one who's given the love out 
you will come to a point in your life where you feel like you yourself has been forgotten. And let me tell you by experience, it's not an easy feeling to swallow either. Because it tends to bring in resentment. It can usher in bitterness. It can usher in frustration. Because you feel like, man, you mean to tell me as long as I was holding my hand up, everything was fine. But the minute my hands got heavy, they left me to myself. There are some parents, single parents, who's been struggling, who's been faithful yet struggling consistently doing for the children only to look around and see like, man, I didn't do this by myself. I didn't get to this place by myself. Who is there to pour back into me? And they can't just give up and say they don't care because they realize they're standing in the gap for others. If they win, then the entire family win. But that person who's standing at the top, that Moses who on the hill, let me tell you something, that don't make that caregiver immune from the effects of the battle that's taking place in the valley. It's hard. Although Joshua was fighting with the sword down in the valley, it was Moses who was holding up the staff of God. And Joshua's success down in the valley hinged upon Moses' strength to keep his hands lifted. In addition to fighting that intellectual and that emotional battle I just told you about and that spiritual battle, all this mental stuff that rages within, the caregiver is also performing the physical task that causes one to become weary. Let me tell you something. Do not get mad when you see somebody who's been that caregiver and love and supporting for others. They begin to get weary. Let's talk about pastors because I've been there. Don't you know there are some pastors, some of them who listen to me now, they know exactly what I'm talking about. That at times as you hold your hand up because the world only sees the whole church and they see everything as one from one perspective. They have no clue of how pastoring is lonely. Pastoring can be something that you can't be a successful pastor. You can't be a pastor who have successfully pastored for years and not know what it's like to have a broken heart. And these men and women of God labor so long to where eventually their hands get heavy and you need to have somebody. We need to have somebody that can go and help lift up the caregiver who's been giving care to others. And it's not just pastoring. As I said before, it's people who have been there for the ailing parents, literally caregivers. It's always somebody in the family. You got five sisters and brothers, but it seems like one or two is the one that they take advantage of to give care back to mother or father in their elderly age. And they wear them out. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. God has blessed us to have listeners all around the world. 
And I thought to myself, I said, maybe there's somebody that wants you to have a prayer request. I want you to pray with them concerning anything, your family or whatever it is. If that's be so, listen, drop me an email at jessecantypodcast at yahoo.com. J-S-S-E-C-A-N-T-Y podcast at yahoo.com. I would love to hear from you. I love to pray with you. And I want you to have a blessed day. And it seems like the, the one that's not there in doing the labor work is the one that's not there that want to be the one that have everything to say and have to make all the calls and the shot. But nobody is there to strengthen the caregiver. The story tells us that Moses' hands grew tired. It's got heavy. It's a heavy burden. It's a heavy burden standing there, lifting up your hands, doing what you do, trying to encourage others consistently. As long as Moses was able to hold up his hands, we already know Joshua prevailed and the people prevailed. prevailed. But as soon as his hands got weary, got weary and dropped, y'all, the enemy began to prevail. When Moses' strength began to fail, Aaron and Ur did what was necessary and provided support. This is what you're supposed to do. Now let's shift from Moses having heavy, weary hands to let's focus on Aaron and Ur and what they did. They provided the necessary support. But so often the caregiver is charged to lift up his hands without any support. They expect you to continue to do it and you do not have anyone who's assigned to help strengthen you. And when that caregiver begin to lose strength, the enemy obviously prevails. While Joshua fighting and Moses and Aaron and Ur went to the top of the hill, Aaron and Ur were with Moses from the beginning. And when Moses struggled to keep his hands lifted up, that Bible said that Aaron and Ur provided the support he needed. Aaron and Ur did not receive word from Moses that, uh, uh, that they didn't receive word that Moses was struggling and then left out of the camp and go help Israel. Uh, let, excuse me. They did not hear a word that Moses was struggling and then left Israel from the camp or fighting and ran up to help him. They was with Moses from the beginning. Go back and read it. And they saw Moses begin to struggle. Don't you know some people who can see you struggling and do or say nothing? But when Aaron and Ur saw Moses struggling, Moses, the Bible never said that Moses says, help me, help me, please. He never had to yell out nothing. They could see that he was struggling to keep his hands held up. Look in your family. Look at the people who's been there for you, who's been there for the entire family. Can you take the moment to recognize when they themselves are struggling? Can you give back to them what they gave out to you? When Moses' strength began to fail, Aaron and Ur provided that support, man. They saw it and they went into action. They provided Moses with a place to sit and they held up his arm. But check this out. The story tells us that they found a rock. They found a stone and placed the stone under Moses so he could sit. I don't think everybody get that. I'm going to say that again. The Bible says that they found a stone 
and they placed the stone under Moses. You know what that means? That means this requires a physical effort on the part of Aaron and Ur. They did not take Moses to the stone or to the rock. They brought the rock to Moses. And they stood beside him, beside him, and they supported his arm. And they helped keep that staff of God lifted up. Moses didn't have to come to them and say, I'm struggling. They was with him from the beginning and they saw him struggling. They knew he needed because they was there from the beginning. They saw things shifted. So they didn't just find something and say, Moses, go over here and do this here. They found a stone for this man of God to sit on. That means it wasn't no small rock. They found probably a miniature boulder or something. And they went through themselves and picked that thing up and brought it to Moses for Moses to sit on. If you got somebody who love you enough to go out their way to make sure you receive the same love that you gave out to them countless times, you got some faithful people that surrounded around you. If you know a Moses, then you need to choose. Are you going to be an Aaron and an Ur? Or are you going to be a Amalekite? The Amalekite is the one that was fighting against the people of God. Sometimes we got people around us that's adding weight. Because when you fail to lift up the arms of that caregiver, you are in a figurative way contributing to that battle. When you can sit there and see people that's been there, that's been consistent and they're growing weary and their hands are heavy and you don't apply yourself to make it easier for them because if it wasn't for them, you wouldn't be where you at. That's so true. Galatians 6, 9 says, let us not be weary or grow weary in doing well or doing good for a deuce in due season. We shall reap if we do not give up. New International Version, Psalm 61 and 2 says, from the ends of the earth, I will call to you. I call as my heart grows faint. Lead me to the rock that is higher. I Listen to this here. Caregivers go through much more than they'll ever tell you. They give up a lot and they rarely have a social life of their own. They can get sick and emotionally worn out. Don't you know it's a such thing as caregivers burnout? It's a lot for one person. And you'll never know it until you have walked that road of a caregiver. It says again that Moses' hands grew tired. But what it says before that, it said that the people quarreled against quarreled or chided with Moses. Said, give us water to drink. Ain't that something that people can catch an attitude with you? You done let them. You done did a lot of stuff. And you'd have been there and fed them from the kids on up, and then you the parent, and you or you the you the siblings, and you'd have been there for whatever you can do. And when you're not there to give them what they think you should be giving them, just like that gas tank, it's got that yellow bag on it, says out of service. You pump gas and you filled up your little tank. Bless your heart, you filled up your little tank from that from that gas station many times off the tank and kept on going didn't even come back and say thank you but the one time you pull up and that tank can't fill you up 
You catch an attitude with the tank and say, expect the tank supposed to always be filled. The Bible says, do not muzzle the ox that treading out the corn. Let's break that down. Do not refuse the ox the ability to eat if he's treading out the corn that which is turning around and feeding you. If whatever you want to get from someone, you ought to be willing to give it. And when it don't, it's called reciprocity. Whenever you have, I think everybody should have one or two people in there in your in your life that you can look back. And I say one or two because Aaron or Er, you got to have somebody who loves you enough to realize your hands are getting heavy. Do you know how many people who have committed suicide because their hands got heavy and they had nobody to help lift them up? Do you know how many people who turned into alcoholics because their hands got heavy and they had nobody there to help lift them up? There's some people who struggling. People who are heartbroken because they do not have the support when their hands get heavy. I don't care how much you think you strong and you, you could be there for everybody else. They're going to come a time in life when you realize that, wait a minute, this thing have gotten too heavy. I have went as far as I can go. And if I don't get some help, if I don't get some encouragement, if you don't turn around and fill up the grocery store, we are complaining about empty shelves in the grocery store when we don't even care about them shelves as long as we get what we need. We only complain about it when it's not there to get from us. We do it every day. We don't even think about the hands that fills up the shelves. But when the shelves get empty, we catch an attitude. Well, this old saying in my closing, you don't miss the water until the well runs dry. Don't let your well run dry. Find the people who has been encouraging to you and encourage them. Find the people who has been watering you and give them water. Find the people who has been strengthening you. And I want you to strengthen them today. And if you're that person who has been the one there for everybody else, then allow me to strengthen you. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for the individual. I pray that their hands get help. I pray that not only you do it, but you didn't just come from heaven and strengthen Moses. You call somebody, the one that he was fighting for, to have to be the one to do it. I pray that you send them help, God, from even those that they even serve. In Jesus' mighty name I pray. Amen. Hey, business owners, this is Rashad Brown with SwipeFast, located in Columbia, South Carolina. We are excited to be partnering with Jesse E. Canty and the How Bad Do You Want It podcast. Since 2017, SwipeFast has been helping business owners like you save up to 99% in their debit and credit card processing fees. So if you process business to business, 
or business-to-consumer payments, we have solutions that will meet your needs and would love to hear from you. You can reach us at swipefast.com forward slash save. That's swipe, spelled with a Y, or contact us at 1-800-597-0713. Don't forget to let us know that Jesse E. Canty sent you. Have a blessed day.